Hello and welcome to Maggie's Running Podcast. I'm Maggie Cooper. Well, it's been quite a good week for running this week. Um, been very consistent again and going a reasonable amount of mileage. Um, but I want this week really to talk about an interesting article that I read um, on fastrunning.com. I don't know if you're aware, but um, it's actually the 40th anniversary of the 1980 Olympic Games. I suppose it's probably pretty obvious. Um, but um, yeah, this this week um, was the anniversary of the, the epic um, Steve Ovet, um Sebastian Coe battles over 800 metres and uh, 1,500 metres. And as you uh, may recall, um, the first of those races was the 800 metres. And um, uh, Steve Ovet won the gold in that, which was a bit of a turn-up for the books because um, Seb Coe was really the 800-metre champion. You know, he, he he was expected to win, and uh, Steve Ovet was expected to win the 1,500. But in fact, Seb Coe won the 1,500 um, later in the in the week. In fact, it's really quite interesting if you watch that race back because I think nowadays um, Steve Ovet may well have been disqualified from the race. Uh, he, he was always quite a sort of an aggressive athlete. I mean, of the two, I, I always preferred Ovet. I just thought he was, um, he was like the, the best. I loved his kind of uh, flamboyance and his, um, you know, just um, d- didn't care about um, t- too much about you know, the niceties of, of, of things. He just ran. And I think he was probably a lot of fun. I, I don't obviously know him personally, uh, but you just kind of get that Im- impression. Some people thought he was arrogant, and that, that may well be fair. But um, anyway, I, I just thought uh, of the two, I, I preferred um, Ovet. But you couldn't uh, fault um, Co for his um, speed, his turn of speed. Um, and in that in that particular 800 meter race, if you um, watch it back, you see that Co just is too far. Um, off uh, at the back of the the group um, to to catch up, he he does have that change of pace and he does come through. He comes through amazingly, but it was just too much to to come through and win win the gold. Yeah, but over anyway, what I was saying about him was that he was um yeah kind of he barges his way through it on several occasions. Um, just um, and I, I'm sure that nowadays he would have like somebody would have put in a protest and he would be disqualified. The other interesting thing about that race um, is, in fact, there were three British um, athletes in that race. But I bet, well, maybe some of you would know who the third uh, athlete was. But I had no idea who the third athlete was. And I had to Google him. I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll, um, put, I'll tell you his name at the end, but um, I'll leave you thinking about what that one in the meantime. But anyway, this article in um, Fast Running was talking about um, Steve Ovet's uh, training schedule. And I was really interested in it uh, to compare it with what we do in our group and uh, with the, our young athletes and you know, how it really compares with um, what he did. And it's quite it's quite interesting. I mean, I suppose it's not not surprising because we kind of base our our uh, running program on the sort of Lydiard uh, type of thinking of, of training, uh, which is re- really to create a very strong a- aerobic base and then to sort of build on that. Uh, there were a couple of things though I did um, find interesting about it. Um, the first was really um, well, really talking about the aerobic base, I suppose. The number of miles he did, and I was thinking back when I was a young athlete. You know, I when I was in my um, teens and and running really quite well as a schoolgirl, I I certainly didn't do anything like that sort of mileage, and you know I kind of wonder where, whether I whether I should have. I used to do a lot of other sports like playing hockey and stuff like that, and we and played a number of times a week. But um, in terms of getting in that that sort of level of mileage, not, not was obviously I wouldn't have have got what Steve Over did. He was like doing hundred and something miles, or hundred twenty miles a week or something um, crazy. But um, you know, I probably was 
barely doing 10 or 15 or something you know I really might have run a couple of times a week I suppose I ran on the track maybe maybe 15 miles 20 at the most I would I think would, would have thought if you included the other sports that I was doing uh, which is really um, not very much I mean now uh, as you um, probably said in a previous one I'm, I'm up to about 40 miles um, per week um, and I guess and for some that still seems uh, quite a light uh, like base, uh, I think for for me personally, it's probably about enough. Um, but he, yeah, so he did a, he did a lot of miles, but he still had this um, massive range, uh, you know, from uh, eight hundred meters, um, you know, all, all, all the way up five five thousand or whatever. But he, not just that, but he also obviously ran uh, cross country as well. So um, and uh, you know, he, I, I think that the other training he did meant that he could still maintain the speed that he needed for the for the other um, for the shorter distance races. Um, the other thing, which I've, uh, another thing which I found interesting was that he did compete in the cross country. So in the winter, um, he he did the cross country. And for men, it's it's actually a really long way. You know, it's I don't know, was it fifteen k or no, maybe even further than that. It was it's it's really quite a. Uh, I think yeah no I think the races are maybe twelve k and maybe the championship races is like fifteen k something like that so it's quite a long it's quite a long distance um to to run I mean I think for the women um we run about five five miles or eight k in our championship races and in fact locally we run we run eight k as well in so you know it's not like a short race it's it's a long way and when you're going across mud and stuff um it's it's hard work so and i think he 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 did that um i think partly yeah, he he did it for fun you know he enjoyed it but i think also he did it because um it was um it was good training you know it's it's, it's quite good for your strength isn't it doing that type of thing and another similar thing that he used to do for strength, and and I actually did, also did this um, when I was a schoolgirl. Um, we used to sometimes go to Merthyr Moor, the sand dunes. Then he ran up and down the sand sand dunes, did sessions on on sand dunes. I asked about doing it locally, and they said that um, the conservationists were not happy about us running on the sand dunes. Well, they may have a fair point, but um, it is good, you know, to to, to run on sand. Uh, it gives you a lot of strength. I mean, I'm sure that there are other bits of sand that we could probably find, which. Um, wouldn't upset um, the conservationists, but um, yeah. So yeah, just thinking about something where you can create a little bit of extra strength that you need without, um, you know, having to uh, you know, do weights or that something, you know, or something that was sort of almost like artificial. I mean, for example, you know, at the moment we um, every once a week we do a hill session, and that obviously builds strength, but it doesn't have the same resistance as say running up a sand dune. So I thought that was uh, interesting. The other things which I, I found interesting, but, but, but most of the stuff he does did was pretty standard, you know, same sort of thing that most athletes do in different interval sessions and stuff. But he also did things like um, what he called, like differential uh, intervals, where he would run um, a certain pace and then run faster for um, a certain section and then run slightly slower for a section or, or you know, maybe start off like a bit of a progression, starting off a steady pace, increasing your pace and then increasing your pace again, something like, like that. Um, and, and I have done that. I have done that in the past, but we haven't done so much of that um, recently. Well, we're, we're not really in a uh, racing phase, so maybe that's part of the reason, but um, I don't remember us doing too so much of that in, in the past. In fact, it's actually quite difficult with young athletes to, to do that type of session because sometimes they don't have the uh, the discipline to know how to do the the pacing, the pace judgment for it. But it is a good session because it teaches you how to respond to a change in pace in a race, and that is um, you know a really really useful skill to have. 
So, um, what other things? Let me think. Uh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, those, those were the, those were the main things. I mean, if you're interested in reading the article, it's on the fastrunning.com um, website, and um, I, yeah, I, I, I just found it. I found it interesting. I found it interesting that quite a lot of the things that he he did, we 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 do do, and um, it kind of I guess that's uh, encouraging. But um, what about uh, my week? Well. A couple of things um, of interest this week. Um, the first is, um, and maybe I'll talk about this next week, is a, a book that I've been reading um, about um, exercise and the brain. And uh, it, it made me think about the kids and the, the fact that they kind of, especially during this lockdown and now we've got the school holidays and they're not really got anything to do, it's very really easy to get into the cycle of not actually doing anything. So um, I, um, I've encouraged them to go uh, around the block uh, for one, it's about a mile, um, every every day. And I've set them a, like an, a target time. If they beat the target time, then they get a point. Um, and then if they beat their best time, they get a point. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 quite, um, it's quite good because they're, um, they're getting out and, and running. And I, and I think that it, it helps. But I, I, if, I, um, if I remember, I'll, t- I'll talk about the book in a bit more detail. Um, next time, but it, it it's been um it's been interesting because my son um Dominic he is able to run really quite fast he can run faster than I can on no training uh, which is yeah I suppose not surprising he's um quite a uh, tall um, lanky sixteen uh, year old now so I suppose it's not surprising that he can run faster than a fifty two year old woman but all the same it's like a bit galling it's a bit annoying um, on no training that he can just go out and do that but he, he can't obviously he can't sustain the pace in the same way that i um am able to but it makes me think that when we go back to um doing being able to do part run if he's if he's actually trained then he's going to be uh you know easily um ahead of me by by some margin i should think um the other thing that um that we did was um on uh, Tuesday, we went to the track, the grass track, and did a session, and we timed the the children who were running there, and there was that was interesting because it was a, not a nice day, and the track is not that great. It's up, it's on a bit of a slope, so you're always having to like run up a hill in one, for one hundred meters, and then the the wind was with you. No, the wind was in their faces down the hill, and with uh, the backs going up the hill, and then obviously it's like a side wind going around the bends. And they all really struggled with that. Um, they all uh, ran much slower than they had the previous um, week. And it was interesting because obviously some of them would get, get frustrated or disappointed with the times. But you just have to be realistic, you know, about the conditions that you're running in. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's useful to think about, to, to remember that. You know, sometimes you run something and maybe you're running on tired legs or maybe the, it's very windy or maybe, um, you know, the ground is um, slippery or something. And, you know, you can come back and feel a bit fed up because you haven't run, you think you haven't run very well. But actually, those children were putting in as much effort on, that, on those um, reps on uh, this week as they were the previous week, but yet they were, they were running significantly slower. So, um, yeah, something to bear in mind. But then on, on uh, Friday, because I'd missed that session on Tuesday, I went to the, another track, the other track, the flatter track that we'd run on the previous week. And um, I just did, did some, an 800-metre session. Luckily, I had somebody to carry me round, as it were, to, um, sort of who was doing um, a slightly different session, but um, was, was, was running around. So I just tagged onto the back of, of, of them. And um, I was really pl- impressed with that because... 
I felt that I was ran um, within within myself. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'd be able to necessarily run that much quicker, but I ran um, 800 metres, um, three times 800 metres, each of them in uh, about three minutes. Um, one was just under, the other two were slightly over, but, you know, it's, it's, it's quite difficult to pace you. And I was running my trainers on grass. I mean, I, I thought that was really good. If I can run that well on grass um, on my, in my trainers, I wonder how much better I'd be able to run um, my spikes on the on the track. Um, so I was quite pleased with that. And I, I did wonder whether I should do something more than just the three eight hundreds, but in the end, I just left it at that. And I'm, I'm glad I did because uh, today when I ran, uh, did a hill hill session. It was just really really hard work, and I think it probably it took more out of me than I had expected. So um, going back to our Olympic Games of uh, 1980, Moscow. I remember my cousin went. Uh, to watch that that Olympic Games, you may remember the Americans uh, boycotted it, but I don't think that really affected the eight hundred meters race. But so who was the third Brit? There was Ovet and Co. Well, the third Brit was a guy called David Warren, and I have to think I have never heard of him. I mean, I must have heard of him because I watched the race, but I, I don't remember him. I mean, I remember like um, Cram, and I remember Peter Elliott, and I remember other others like that, but I I, I cannot remember him. So um, I'm sorry, David Warren, if you are listening. Um, I'm sure you were an amazing athlete to get through to an Olympic final, but uh, but nobody remembers him because he wasn't. It was just Cohen Ovet, wasn't it? So uh, um, yeah, you can be you can be a fa- fantastic athlete, and still nobody's going to remember you. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> gentle listener, um, I um, should say goodbye and I uh, hope you can uh, join me next uh, week for another episode of Maggie's Running Podcast. Bye. <laughs>